Manchester said, you're going to stay, you will know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for the match review of, of uh, Arsenal versus Newcastle United. Obviously, you can see I'm joined by Andrew and Steve. A few minutes later, I do apologize for that. But yeah, how you doing, guys? I'm all right, Hitler, all thank you. Jumper. <laughs> a bit longer than Hitler, but okay. <laughs> Wait, waiting on me. I, I blame putting the blame on me. That's that's you really nice. Last, you was last one backstage. That's why I was the same. That was all, I'm not saying it's all your fault. Sorry, I'm sorry I've been watching. Uh, been watching Emmerdale. Um, <laughs> and now behind you. That's what the uh, <laughs> that's what the uh, Spurs fans think we do all the time. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Can't let them down. Yeah, can't let them down. Just when been uh, reading about Juventus possibly getting relegated. For financial oh, right. messing about. Oh yeah, we're not, we're not match yeah. fixing this time. Just, just messing about. No, generally. but inflating <laughs> players' values over the last couple of years, apparently. Okay. Oh. No, well, it's not as if they're not as if they're not used to doing that, is it? Going through the leagues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, my heart bleeds for them. <laughs> yeah, it's gutted. Oh, poor old Juventus. Yeah, all the what the eight, eight, nine league titles in a row. Poor Juventus. Yeah. Uh, got like uh, Aaron Ramsey that don't even play on 400 grand a week <laughs> nice work um, you can get it mm. uh, brought back the best manager they ever had and they're, they're doing shit so yeah they're going to get a decent score against Chelsea but he said it could be worse you could play you could be top and lose against the worst team in Europe full stop you had, <laughs> had to rent the football ground they used on the week uh, last week that's how Low <laughs> They're on a par with Accrington Stanley, Gillingham, and Burton Albion, apparently. <laughs> as far as the Europe, they are seriously on as far as the uh, Euro- European uh, rankings go. Yeah. 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 No, it just shows it doesn't matter who's the manager is, does it really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Spurs will be Spurs. Spurs will be crap. No. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Off. No, it, it, it could only happen to them. It could only happen to them. <laughs> the only English team in that competition. The only way they're going to win something, and they're they're bottling it at the group stage. They could, they could be knocked out in a couple of weeks time. against like LDFC <laughs> or whatever they were called. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait. Perhaps there's another uh, competition they can drop into if they get knocked out. I don't know if there is another. One they can drop into. It, puts, it puts a whole new uh, spin on the farmers league when they're actually playing farmers. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Got a point. Got a few people in the chat as well, as we already know. Um, got Shane, Colonel, Neil, Beats, Gunner. Hello, everyone. I think Steve's there as well, watching, watching, watching this and Coronation Street. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, we can't let the Spurs fans down. Yeah. No, but that's, that sort of made, after what I, that sort of made my day better, because obviously I had a jab on Thursday, so that made me even better. Like, uh, uh. But, oh, they, oh, they lost. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. Come on, let's move. And fucking come back a bit more in the arse the next day. It would just be better if they'd have said we were all sitting watching Heartbeat 
Well, obviously, with Greengrass here, that would have been get the, the viewing figures up and your, your royalties up, mate. Absolutely, yeah. mate. Just do the reruns on the UK TV or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, keep the coin coming in. Oh dear. But yeah, what, what made it even better is obviously we came we came back and got the result on Saturday. But as I said, our, that uh, last week I was saying the positives I took out of last one of the positives I took out of last week was we get we get to meet immediately bounce back before anyone else kicks a ball, and we can sort of make make a point advantage again and all that. And we did, and we have. Because again, yet again, we think Wolves dropped points, and United dropped point, or they dropped a, they dropped a couple of points, and they sort of lost. They expected to lose, but you got a point. So uh, West Ham lost just by skin of teeth. Um, just if ever, but no one really caught up with us really. And then yeah. made what it made it even better. Then <laughs> Tottenham got beaten by Snow. I know. <laughs> get, they get hammered everywhere they go, even by snow. Oh, but did, you see, what's even funnier is a Tottenham fan came all the way from America somewhere, yeah. travelled like 5,000 miles, to, uh, and just arrived at the stadium about 2 o'clock or something, and uh, got yeah. told it was off. Yeah. Then <laughs> Hammer got hours later. So funny. Hammer Kane saw hours later, tweeted and quote tweeted him saying, oh, next time, next time you're in town, I want to treat you to the next home game. And someone's gone back and that guy's uh, Twitter a few months ago. No, thanks. And basically, he's like slagging Harry Kane off a couple of months ago. It's like, um, awkward. (laughs) 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 But yeah, as I said, we we got the the chance to respond and we did. First half was a bit dodgy. We we had all the ball, but we we weren't penetrating enough. And then we started, and then Newcastle got into the game. But second half, we couldn't fault us at all. No, no. performance and Gabby comes no. on and finishes off the finishes off the game with a perfect goal. I enjoyed it all, to be honest. I think the way we were attacking, with yeah, there was a bit of a sloppiness here and there with the passing and so on every now and then. But the attacking was a lot more free flowing. I mean, they, mm. let's face it, Newcastle didn't come to score a goal or win. They had everyone behind the ball and made it really, really difficult. As we just, you know, we knew they would. And but I just thought overall, you know, it was a lot more fluid, and it seemed like we weren't as rigid in our attacking formation. We had a lot more expression, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It seemed like we were able to use our, um, you know, improvisation a little bit, um, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. I thought it was quite exciting. Um, right the way through the game, to be honest with you, and I think there's some great performances out there. Um, especially like the fullbacks. I mean, the fullbacks were outstanding. I think. I mean, I think all the defence again was amazing. I mean, that first half saved by Ramsdale. I mean, what more can you say about Ramsdale? I mean, he does it every week bet- now, doesn't he? he just oh, mate, honestly, he's, yeah. I mean, you make it like a scrapbook of his saves of this this season alone. It's like you know a who's who of the greatest goalkeepers, yeah, I'm isn't just it? Thinking, I mean, you know, back to last season when we saw dominating games and then. We can see the goal, don't we? That's that was our mm. uh, mo last season. But yesterday, or you know, the, the weekend, we didn't concede that goal. Ramsdale pulls off a save. You know, know. another one that drilled through the players. That he, he sort of um, got on the end of as well. So we didn't concede. So again, you know, that was a, that was a positive from my perspective. Another clean sheet. Yeah, I know it was amazing. I I, I just. 
I mean, you cannot say enough about the fullbacks as well. With Tavares was amazing, outstanding. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Tommy Asu. I mean, can you remember one sort of thing really that? Um, oh God, uh, what's his name? You know, their main player. They're most attacking for it. Newcastle. Um, what's his bloody name? Oh, you don't talk yeah. about Shelby, do you? Not talking about Shelby. No, 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 no. They're they're attacking. Oh, uh, Maxim, Maxim, Maxim. That's it, Alan St. Maximum. Oh, Maximum. Bloody brain again. Um, can you remember Maximum. one thing that I can't even remember his name? So I'm. <laughs> I was going to say, can you remember anything that he did? Because Not he really. was kept so he was kept so bloody quiet by Tommy Asu and didn't do anything in the game. And if you look the way that Tommy Asu, you know. The money we pay for him is, is a, in, the, in today's market. I mean, you'd think he was a thirty, forty million pound player, wouldn't you? But just the way he does his business, yeah. Um, and I was quite impressed that he kept Tavares in after the Liverpool game. He could be very easy to drop Tavares and bring in yeah. Tierney, but he gave him another go, and it was outstanding. I thought. Well, you know, again, you know, on, but you know, he, he's not trying to have a go, is he? But... That's what I like about him because he's learning all the time. You can see mm. that. And yeah, he had a, f- a few rash shots, but you know, we're cry- we, we've been crying out for, for a long time for people to have a pop outside the box for quite mm. a while rather than trying to pass it into the net every now and then. That took it to another level with his shooting. <laughs> you know, he'd always been watching Thomas Partey in training or something. But yeah, I do love his enthusiasm. I do love the fact that he's got so much uh, positivity and to do something like that. And I don't, I'd never want to take that out of him, but he's learned. I mean, he came out the second half, obviously Arteta must have, you know, he, he could have potentially stuck Tierney in after half time, couldn't he? Because of Tommy Asu, I mean, because of Tavares' shooting and mm. a bit rashness and so on, but he didn't, he stuck with him and he must've had a word with him in the second half because when he came out, he was so much more controlled. He was, a real threat going forward. He, I mean, he was he was moving right inside. He was playing almost as a centre forward. Sometimes, you know, he was right mm. in central centre of, of the attack. And obviously, that's where the, the brilliant first goal came from. It was a lovely, mm. you know, flick that he put inside to Saka, wasn't it? I mean, it great awareness. When I first started, maybe that was just him being bedding down. But now he seems a lot quicker than he was when he first broke into the side. You know, and he's not, you know, and a lot of the players going down the left hand side. So it basically gives us two options now with Saka on the right and, you know, Tavares and uh, ESR on the left. I mean, it's given us a lot of um, opportunities to spread the play all the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, there's a, a few, you know, half hearted penalty decisions. I mean, that, that one where he um, he chased down the forward in the second half and didn't give away. Oh, that's brilliant. That would have been that was easy great. just to take him out and. You know, penalty, wouldn't it? Sent off, but he didn't. He just stayed on his feet. He gave him a little bit of a shoulder nudge, and that was it. That was that was outstanding. I thought, to be honest with you, from a, from a young lad defending in that situation, I thought that was great. It was. I, I mean, he, the, the sprinting power he got, the way he got back, <laughs> and the strength he showed there against you know a wily old um, you know centre forward who's got loads of Premier League experience. Um, mm. And Wilson, he's he's going to going use all his experience to try and get that penalty, but he gave him no option. He just like completely muscled him off the ball and he was magnificent. I mean, the way he doesn't let his head drop after a wayward pass or one of his, those shots, like we said in the first half, he never, nothing ever gets to him. And he, mm. and I'll tell you what, I mean, the, 
the fitness he's got and the, he's a machine, isn't he? I mean, he runs until the last minute and mm. he gives us something different. I mean, like I said earlier, the way he, he, he sort of drifts into the center of the, the park and really sort of helps Link play that way. I mean, that Tierney doesn't do that. Tierney is a, I'm never going to slag off Tierney and we're not going to say, oh, you know, Tavares is much better than Tierney, blah, blah, because Tierney carried us for a long period of time and everyone still loves Tierney. I still love Tierney anyway, but mm. he is a lot more predictable in his play, the way that he does things, thing is, Tierney. He's, he's making it very difficult to drop him now, isn't he? Yeah, and that's great. That's Because you know, uh, he, do, he does things that Tierney doesn't do, doesn't he? Well, he does, yeah. He's much more mm. direct and... Um, I mean, Tierney's about getting to the Vine Island and whipping it across in the end. But I, I think um, Tavares is is almost made the place position his own at the moment. Hmm. You know, I mean, after the, just after this short period of time, right, he's been in our team, what, I don't know, 10, 11 games now? Give or take, uh, all comes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just taking that short period of time into account, how much is that guy worth now? I mean... There's another bargain, isn't he? No... We, we he must no be worth him, really. already. Already, you, you know, you got you can stick it. You wouldn't like be laughed at if you put like a 35, 40 million pound price tag on him after a, these 11 games, would you? Well, his age no. as well. His age is worth that, isn't it? He's doing it in the Premier League, for God's sake, you know. So, so uh, eight, what, six and a half million? I think we paid eight million euros, wasn't it? I think something like that. Nothing. In I mean, what market. a bargain. I mean, and let's talk about Sambi as well, because Sambi ran the game, I thought. Um, last week, yeah. I mean, he's another one. The confidence that these two have got, Tavares and Sambi, they don't let anything get them down. They're so chilled Mm -hmm. out in what they do. They're so calm. They're almost like, you know, you can see them evolving game by game because they're getting this experience, vital experience that they're getting week after week. They're being trusted. And I've said this before in so many countless pause before about getting a run of games haven't i and getting your mm-hmm. max fitness getting and having the trust of the manager to do that mm-hmm. to give you that trust that means so much to a player and the fact that he has trusted them and not taken them out the firing line after that liverpool game and especially and the the mistakes they've made previously well sambi especially especially uh when he made that pass and gave away the goal he just doesn't let anything phase him and the manager's stuck by him and you can see that that trust is getting magnified onto mm. the pitch in their performance and it's wonderful just really wonderful to see isn't it and in mm. these young players that they this is just so valuable to all I keep saying the word valuable sorry but it is so it's really really important that they're getting these game this game time because you can see that they're learning from their mistakes already mm. Mm. And I, I was asking my stream on Saturday. It was a, I said straight away when I saw the lineups live, that was a big call for Mikel as well because that could have easily backfired and he could have took a lot of flack for that as well, even though it's Newcastle. You never know. For it to have gone the way it did, there's a massive problem. You've got to take a massive hat off to Arteta as well to have to keep the faith of him. Yeah. Mm. It's, it, it, well, I think we said last oh, week that yeah. these are the games that we, we should win. And before, these are the games we haven't won. Mm. You know, we've had opportunities to, to, to do well in the league and we've lost games like Newcastle and so on. So, the fact, we're now actually winning these games. You know, we're now in fourth place, level on points. You know, I mean, obviously the goal difference with West Ham, but, you know, mm. that could all that could all change by Thursday. 
Mm. You know, we could yeah. be looking at top four. Um, so, and these players are just all gelling together at the same time, aren't they? You've got six players now that we sign, all playing in the first team. Yeah. You know, yeah, all and I put, of an uh, age whereby they could play for the next seven or eight years. Easy. The trouble uh, absolutely. Be to keep hold yeah. of them, as, as we already said, you know, if there were, you know, the big clubs, you know, bigger clubs will start coming to start come calling, wouldn't they, for Tommy and Gabriel and, um, you know, Tavares, you know, they're, they're all going to be sought after players, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah, but it's it makes a difference when yeah, absolutely. they're all a similar sort of age group and um, all got the they're, same they're going through this journey together, aren't they? They're building something. And yeah. when, you, hmm. when it's like that, it's, it's less likely that they're just going to be tempted away by, you know, any kind of offer. Because they're building something special and they're part of it, mm. you know, and um, that's what I'm hoping anyway, that that will keep this team together for, you know, the foreseeable future because it's it's like a family, they'll get like a, a sort of a family environment almost within the, within the club mm. because they're all of a similar age group and they're all going to be um, going through, yeah, going through this journey together. And I think it's a, a strong bond that they'll be creating in that changing room. And um that's what I'm hoping that will keep this. Because, I mean, comments about that Gabriel Martinelli, because we'll come on to him in a bit. Um, let's have a, a Gabriel Martinelli appreciation section in a, in a little while. <laughs> but the comments he made after the the game, mm. he says it all, really. I think mm. I think it was it was lovely to hear that he's, he's really, really happy. He wasn't expecting minutes, but whenever he gets it, he said something like, even if I get two, five, ten or twenty minutes or whatever, it, it means a lot to him and he'll give his all. And it, it was great to hear because everyone's been worrying, myself included, all of us, I'm sure, mm. how he's feeling at the moment um, with getting so few minutes on the pitch. Because I think before uh, Saturday, he'd only played 15 minutes all season um, since the start mm. of the season. Um, to get So it's... Um, it's a big thing for him to uh, what he did mm. when he came in, and it's lovely to hear actually. And it, that's what I'm talking about with regards to the, the the environment that they're building in that changing room. I think it's um, going to set us in good stead for keeping this team together longer term. Mm. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I mean, but ultimately, it'll come down to trophies, won't it? It'll, ultimately, it'll come mm. down to we need to start winning stuff. You know, this team could win something this season. But next season will be even stronger because I'm sure we're going to add to that squad in some areas. And I know we've talked about strikers and you know another midfield player because we are a bit light in midfield. So you know it's, it's who we bring in that doesn't upset the um, the the feeling within the club because they've all got the same mentality, haven't they? Got, they all want to win. They all want to play for the badge. They're all enjoying playing for the club, and you don't want to bring anybody in as a bit of a you know. Bad egg. Yeah. Bad egg. Yeah. I mean, I put a tweet out there, I think it was yesterday, I can't remember exactly when it was, about how I'd love us to go after Ivan Tony. I don't know whether you saw it. Yeah, some, it, of the, yeah. some of the responses I've, I've been getting to it, saying, you know, not saying he's shit, but saying he's not good enough, you know, never be good enough. He's coming to the Premier League. He's not sco They're expecting him to score a goal a game in the Premier League after just being promoted with the, the, the team like um, Brentford, who have never been in the Premier League before. They're finding their feet. And 
I, I'm sick to death of this snobbish, snobbishness that a lot of our fans have got about buying a player from a, a lower team, a lower-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Liverpool made that side that they've got now from buying players from lower-ranked teams and relegated teams and so on. Me, though, uh, I mean, um, where did Tavares... It does my head in. Where did Tavares come from? Well, exactly. Well, where did... Where did um, where did Sadio Mane come from? Where did Jordan Henderson come from? Where did Wijnaldum come from? You know, where did uh, Robertson come from? It does my head in, this snobbishness, because it's clear to see, if you've got eyes in your head, the quality of that guy. He's, I think he's a really good quality player. He's technically excellent. He's big, strong, powerful. But this is what we've been talking about over the previous weeks. It's been a common theme, hasn't it, with regards to... The signings that we make have to have that right character. And when they come to Arsenal, they've got to feel like they've hit the pinnacle of their career. Mm. Not not buying players. And I'm not, saying I, I'm not saying I don't want someone like um, Sterling because I think he's a quality player. But I'm just going to use him as an example because of where he's coming from. So if he joins Arsenal, he's going to he's gonna think that it's a step down for him because he's, he's at Newcastle, he's winning everything. I know Newcastle. You shouldn't feel like that coming from Man City to Arsenal, obviously, but got to face facts at the moment of where they are. And he'll think it's a step down for him. And he's going to be a bit wounded mentally by that. No matter what you say, he's going to think, I've, I've been turfed out of this place where I'm winning something every single year. And now I'm, I'm at Arsenal type of thing where they're not winning things at the moment. But when you buy mm. someone like Tony, he's, he's going to, uh, he's come through the leagues. Peterborough, Northampton, Brentford, he will think that coming to Arsenal is like the pinnacle of his career. He will treat it as such. He will play his heart out and run through brick walls for the team. That's the sort of people that you want in the club, and that's what will elevate your position. And if you can't see that would benefit from being in a team and score goals in the Premier League, he would score goals being in the Arsenal team, no doubt whatsoever. 20-plus goals a season, I think he will be because of the place he's got round him, rather than playing in a team that's just getting used to playing in the Premier League. They're doing well, but mm. um, he scored well, at the weekend. He he would get more chances at Arsenal, mm. without question. If you, use that, if you use that logic, we'd have never signed Ramsdale, would we? No. no yeah, exactly. Another great, another great, another you know, great example, mean, yeah. Uh, Benjamin White. Right the lower league side, and da, 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 da. And you think, OK, well, he's obviously good enough, because we've... We, We've we've made a big effort to buy him, and now look at us, you know. So, if he comes mm. from a lower side, and he's good enough, though, buy him. Yeah. You know, if he fits, okay. if he fits the, um, the 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 um, the type of team that we want, buy him. Exactly. Look flourish. at Alan's going back to the past. Right? Going back to the past, you know, before a lot of our listeners and viewers have probably you know started joining uh, watching Arsenal, but obviously going back to Steve Bold, uh, Lee Dixon era, famous, yeah. but even. Well, that when we bought Alan Smith from Leicester, yeah. Yeah. who were a lower league team at that point, he could be like our Alan Smith. I'm not saying he's going to be like world class player, maybe, but he, I'm, I've got just such a good feeling about him. I really have. I'm not saying, you know, Steve there in the chat, Steve F saying, you know, he's not sure he's the one. No one will be hundred percent sure he's the one until he gets that opportunity in the team. Every signing is a risk. But I just see things in him that I love. Or the way he plays football, his, his spark, his personality on the pitch. Mm. He's got a great touch as well. 
He could head the ball brilliantly. He bullied our back four, didn't he, when, when it was the previous back four in the, earlier in the season. Mm. And I just think that in the right environment, he would thrive. I really, I've just got that feeling mm. about him. I Maybe wrong. All I the just think he's, he's, he's an achievable buy as well. Yeah, but, I mean, back in the day, all the players come from lower league size, didn't they? We, you know, but nobody used to go and buy players from you. They all everybody come from first or second division sides, didn't they? That's how it was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know? It's only now yeah. that everybody seems to think well, if they're foreign, they must be better. That's not necessarily the case. No, no, exactly. I, I totally agree, and I, I think you know, everyone didn't think exactly that. Brilliant example you just gave, Steve, about Ramsdale. Uh, the abuse he got before we, he'd even put mm. pen to paper, mm. saying he's not, you know, he's shit. We should, why be going after him? Blah, blah, blah. And people may well say the same about Tony. I may well be completely wrong about Tony. Mm. But I, I just got a real good feeling about the way he plays. And I know what Richard's just said there, saying our system wouldn't suit him. I think he's an excellent technical player. He can hold the ball up. I mean, we. People want wanting and, and raving about Lacazette being back in the team. He's not scoring goals either. But what what Lacazette's doing, t- Tony could easily easily do. But he would be a much more of a goal threat as well. The way mm. he, he can turn and run, he's got pace. He's young. He's only tw- twenty five, I think. So great age, and it'd be a, it'd be the right sort of age to bring through all our other younger players like Balogun, obviously Martinelli, although. It's up for debate whether he's more of a sort of an inside forward rather than centre forward. Um, but I, I just think that within the, with the players that we've got, I he, he's not just like a a lump, like a centre forward um, who's the old-fashioned type of target man. I don't think he's that at all. He is great with his head, which would be a big benefit when we have got players like Tierney and, and uh, Tav- um, uh, Tommy and whoever sort of crossing the ball in time to time but I think he's got the technical ability to be a, a really good quality striker as well mm. so um, we'll have to wait and see mm. really really interesting yeah really interesting the way they go in the, with, the, with the next striker well, Mark says in the chat the trouble with our, fan, our fans they want Ronaldo the Messi's they, they think they're, they're still huge they're still they think we're still a huge club we're not at the moment, in the future, maybe, but not now. But even in yeah. going back, as you said, back George, when George Graham first came in, we've mentioned plenty of times on this channel and podcast, when he first came in, what did he do? He had lots of Charlie Nicholas and uh, Ricks and all that. He gave him a few weeks, and he reared, after a bit of time, he realised, no, I'm not good enough. He helped him out the door. And he invested in, uh, in the also character. Yeah, he went and he went to mm. doing what we're doing. We're seeing now, gone to the, the lower league clubs and brought the characters in the, the young, hungry players that want to come here. That you that you said appreciate coming to Arsenal. That's a, like mm. the pinnacle of their career. Like, oh, it's Arsenal! Wow, I want they want to achieve what the best they can for Arsenal. And look, he, look, look what he in that he, what was cut, cut short as well. He achieved in that time frame. Exactly. Mm. And it was all about the right characters in the changing room. Mm. You know, you don't always have to have a world-class player in every position. Not very, very few teams throughout history have ever had that. It, it's it's about getting the right blend um, a lot of the time because mm. you've got to see 
the football team as as a machine, haven't you? All working together. Rather, it's not mm. a team of individuals. It's a it's a team of that create this kind of machine that that win football matches. Who can over you know, overcome the odds and mm. and win things? And because Liverpool did it like that, Liverpool grew into what they are today by playing mm. by buying these players that we've already mentioned earlier on in the show. And that's how they grew. They're, they're, if you go through their team individually, I mean, yes, they've got like Mo Salah, but when they bought him, he was a he was a reject at Chelsea. He was he playing really. over in Roma, he was it? Yeah, he, he flopped at Chelsea and went to uh, Syria and was tearing up at Syria. But in Premier League wise, he'd already come here and he hadn't proved himself. He wasn't a world star when they no. bought him. No, no, in no, So using that logic earlier, Liverpool should never have signed him. No, yeah. and Sadio Mane yeah. was wasn't pulling up trees, was he? He wasn't so pulling up trees at Southampton. Massively inconsistent, yeah, and he had a hothead as well. But you put yeah. him in the right um, environment and the right manager and the right, you know, approach to playing the game. Look at him now. You know, exactly, guy, yeah. You know, the best player in the world, allegedly. Look yeah. at Jota. Yeah, exactly. Look at Jota. He came from Wolves, you know, and he was only a young player at Wolves. He wasn't pulling up trees. You could see he was a good player. But it was a bit of a gamble. It certainly was a gamble when they bought him. But now he's he's, he's totally taken Firmino's place in that team. Yeah, so it's nothing to now, do with the club they come from, is it, really? It's just about the player being able to develop within your system. So you go and buy a player, you think, yeah, he's playing in a lower league side, but he can play in my system. And if he can play hmm. in my system and develop from there, that's all you want, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. You, know, you don't have to go and spend 70, 80 million pounds on a player if you just buy the right player. doesn't matter what they cost. Tavares being an you know, example. We've just gone out and spent 30, 40 million pounds on a, you know, an established English left back. Mm. But, you know, we've, I think we bought a better player. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it. I think it's just massively uh, impressive that work, that work we've done in the summer. I can't think mm. of a better. I can't think of a better summer window for anyone for years. Mm. The success that it's it's brought so far. I mean, again, I know it's early days, but we've had a decent chunk of, to to look at these guys now, and um, you've got to say that. that it's, it's just been a wonderful window with all the players that we've brought in. I know that um, another tweet I put out after the game was, um, I know that he didn't have one of his better games overall um, at the weekend, but he's still finding his, it's his first start for a long time in Ma- Martin Erdegaard I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think that he makes a real difference in the team, the way that we can progress the ball back to front. He works his socks off. That guy. He links the play, doesn't he? he links Brilliantly, the yeah. And I, I, there's so much more to come from him. And I, I'm so glad that he was back in the team. And I can I can just see that the, the, we can play better with him around. I really do. And he leads the team. He's a good captain, non-armband wearing captain on the pitch as well. Mm. You can see him organising, telling people to push up telling people where mm. to go, who to mark. He's doing it all the time. And um, he's only going to get better game on game. I just hope he stays in the team now. I really do. We, we had this conversation last week, didn't we, about uh, whether Lacazette should be should keep his place. And um, again, you know, I'm not slagging Lacazette off in the slightest, but I just think that Martin Odegaard overall can offer more 
in doing that role that Lacazette has been doing. And um, yeah, I just hope he gets that run of games to start building his, um, his match, match sharpness and his match fitness. And I think we'll get to see more and more of, of that guy. Quite a lot of games during December, haven't we? I think we've got six, seven, maybe eight, even eight games during December. So they're going to have to, you know, we're going to get two 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 games a week, aren't we, for a few weeks now. So um, they're all going to have to play their part, aren't they? We can't play the same team week in, week out. So, hmm. you know, players like, you know, Tierney and um, Lacazette will have to do their part. But I think there's also an opportunity to for Martin Ellie to get a full 90 minutes somewhere along the line as well. Maybe not yeah. on Thursday, but certainly um, first change, you know, depending on who you mm. start, you know, I think um, he's proved again he, he needs to play. Well, wasn't it lovely seeing him get more than two minutes at the end of the game? I mean, yeah, exactly. What a player he is. I just, I love that. I love him so much. Never stop loving him. He's he's just... a li- it's a live wire, isn't he? He's, he's always at it, isn't he? He's always somewhere. I, I just mean down. that. Honestly, that finish was so underrated by football as a whole. I mean, I know Arsenal fans, you know, have been going on about how good... I mean, the football world in general and the the media, again, if that had been anyone else in any other team, if that had been a Man City goal or a Liverpool goal, they would not stop talking about that. I mean, that that finish over his shoulder, watching it all the way, but that perfect little deft touch over the goalkeeper, that was so much harder than anyone realises. Mm. It was such a wonderful goal to watch. It was brilliant. And a great ball by Ta- you know, uh, Tommy Asu. Hmm. He's come on cold, isn't he? He's hardly played. He's come on cold. It might be very easy for him to, I don't know, try and bring it under control and find a teammate or do something sensible. But hmm. he, that's not in his gene, isn't it? He, he saw the opportunity and he hit it. You know, and that's, that's a sign of a... A good finisher, isn't it? Where they don't really think about the consequences; they just hit the target. And um, yeah, I mean that, you know, goal of the month. I mean that that's right up there. And as you say, the, the mm. ball from Tommy Asif, the little chip forward. I mean, mm. it's nothing you can't say badly about the whole thing, really. I mean, it was just great. And just to come off the bench and do that, unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, I mean, I mean that. Uh, we'll go on to that quote uh, later on. Um, mm. But, I mean, Tyrese John-Jules hasn't been banging in hat-tricks week after week. In the, mm. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I love Tyrese John-Jules. Tyrese John-Jules reminds me a little bit of a really young Lacazette, to be honest, the way he plays and his, mm. his stature, his body shape and everything. But anyway, that's for another time. But, mm. yeah, oh, exactly what you said. I mean, the fact that that's instinctive what he did. You know, mm. he'd just come onto the pitch. Yeah. Hmm. And you don't. That's the sort of thing. And I know it's a really, really tired old cliche, but that's the sort of thing you you can't teach a footballer. It, that's, you've either got that instinct or you haven't. Hmm. And that just shows you the quality that that kid's got, in my opinion. Well, it's, it's, it's just the, um, one brilliant conversion hmm. rate. You know, shots on target to goals is pretty high. I would imagine if somebody's hmm. got a stat, you know, how many shots he has on goal hmm. that leads to a goal. I would imagine it's pretty high compared to a lot of our. Strikers. Hmm. I mean, we won't me- mention the Uber miss from a yard, but I mean, you know, that was, uh, you know, it was a bit unfortunate. I mean, yeah, that was, he's just badly, just badly off form. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't agree with anyone that thinks that he's not trying. I, mean, I, I think he's working hard. It's just not no. For him. I no. think he's working hard. He's doing a lot of running. 
he's certainly not like not bothering on the pitch. And his body language is a lot better than when he, it was before when like, he was ill with malaria and all that sort of stuff. And he had the problem with his mom and that last season. You could actually tell that he really wasn't at the races then. But I think he's trying really hard in games with his running and clothing. But he, yeah, nothing is going right for him. Nothing at all. It's just mm. he can't hit a barn door with a banjo at the moment. And I think it would be useful for him just to be rested for a week or so, just to know, let him know that his position is not guaranteed anymore. However, I'm not sure I'd rest him against Man United um, no, on, on Thursday. Yeah. We need him for that game. Yeah, I, I, I really think we game, do. Yeah, I, yeah, we need to go as strong as possible and vet home becoming. Yeah, he's done all right against Man United recently, hasn't he? Like um, Yang yeah, as well. Yeah, last year. I know it was only, I know it was only a penalty last time, but he scored that goal where everyone thought he was offside for. Never, never, uh, the thing is with Man United, on, yeah. The thing is with Man United, you know they're going to play the best game of their season on Thursday, don't you? Yeah, I know. They're, yeah. you know, they're all going to turn up. <laughs> well, they're, the they're all going to be up for it, you know, and that's just the way it goes. Isn't it? Nobody's going to be injured. You know, Ronaldo will play. You know, and it, that's just you can't afford not to have a Uber inside, can you? Really, and. Trying no. to a different position, so um, same team as on you know on Saturday, really, pretty much. Yeah, and now I, 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 there was a comment earlier about um, Erdegaard saying he doesn't win us games. I, I I disagree. I think it's the way that we play. It's not the fact that he goes and does all the, the assisting and scoring. That doesn't. It's not that kind of player with. With him, he knits things together, and we attack more freely. I think with him on the pitch, mm. he gets the ball forward quicker. He can hold the ball up and slow the game down when needs be as well, just to take the sting out of things. He's got really good intelligence, I think. And I think when he's in the team, I mean, against Newcastle, I think we, like I said, we attacked so much more fluidly and got the ball forward better because of him. Not all purely because of him, but he is a big, big help in that, I think. And that's the way that he will help us win matches, by bringing other people into the game and his clever passing, um, his really hard work. I think he's I think he's a fantastic player, as far as that's concerned. James is in yeah. the chat, says, Odegaard doesn't win us games, question mark. I must have watched a different yeah. game versus Burnley away then. Yeah. He nearly scored one on Saturday as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he had another brilliant yeah. free kick. Yeah. yeah, if we'd have started that a bit wider, that would have he probably the goalkeeper wouldn't have got there. It was just it was just a little bit too close, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, um, thank mm. another great point there by Gary. Arsenal's top two shooting tallies are with Odegaard on the pitch. There you go. Mm. There you go. So they're all in. He doesn't does just because he does this is what I've had I've had this argument again before, haven't I, about creativity. Creativity isn't just about being the assister or being the scorer. It's about bringing everyone else into the game and making the game a lot more fluid and making it easier for your teammates. You know, great vision, hard work and getting the ball to them on time at the right time. That yeah, is all I mean, about think, the creativity as well. He's that type of player. I think Odegaard is about giving the ball to, getting the ball to the Saka, the Smith Rose, the Martinelli, isn't it? He's all nits the thing. I mean, every team needs a sort of, a workhorse, if you like, within the side that does the running around, does get picks the ball up, passes it forward, gives it to the attacking players, let them and support them rather than yeah. being the the Ozil with the killer pass, you know, and all of that. You know, 
that's not that's not his game. That's not to say that he can't do that. But I think at the moment he's, as you say, he's in the team to sort of knit it all together. So he's like the missing link, if you like. Yeah. And, um, mm. I think we're we don't play as well when he's not in the side, in my opinion. Yeah. I hundred percent, hundred percent don't agree, BX, about him being a project. He is not a project at all. He's he's such a good player, very very intelligent player, leader on the pitch, mm. and he just needs a few games to get his uh, get the rustiness out. That was his mm. first start for ages, wasn't mm. it? When was the last time he started a game? Uh, he, he was dropped for four or five, wasn't he? I think it was a North London derby. I think he started, from what I can remember. Yeah, might, have been the might game be right. Yeah, might be might right. Be, might be Brighton. Game after, might be one of the two. Yeah, but he's been well. How many games ago is that? Four or five mm. games. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. So, that's his first start for quite a while. He just needs to get a bit of rustiness out from underneath his boots, and he'd be flying again. Um, I really, really like him as a player. He's a lovely player to watch. And I couldn't you know, disagree more with the fact that he's a project. He's absolutely he's a finished article, and he's so young. I think it's yeah. I mean, it's a growing team together, isn't it? You're going to have players performing at different levels, aren't you? And but the important thing is they're growing together, and they'll support each other. And he obviously enjoys playing for us, and he's 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 going to be creative. I mean, the free kicks around the box. I mean, the way he gets the ball up and down, pretty close in. That's 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 a pretty decent skill. That right there. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, and uh, James has agreed with me. I, was, I said that earlier, James, in case you just joined us. I said about him being a leader on the pitch, waving players up, telling telling them who to mark, shouting at all the senior players or so called senior players, shall we say, and telling them what to do. <clears throat> we need that on the pitch. We need as many of those on the pitch as we can, and he's definitely one of those. That's mm. for sure. And he's got a good engine as well, isn't he? He's, he it's, you know, yeah, he's, he's closing down as, as as much as anybody else, isn't he? He works so, really hard. He works mm. really hard, for the but he's doing it for the team. He's not doing it for his own. You know, I'm no. a superstar. He's not for doing it. Of, they're yeah. all they're all playing together, and nobody's is better than anybody else in that respect. No, there's there's no flash arrows at all in our team who want to take all the headlines, is there? No. And I think they're they're all just as happy for each other if they score a goal when we win. They're all, you know, angry when we lose. There's, there's a real togetherness in this team. Mm. So, um, uh, yeah, they're really, really pleased to see that. They're all bond. They seem to be bonding really, really well. All of them. Mm. Yeah, uh, so another. Sorry, go on. No, go on. I was just going to say, going to uh, come back and say Madrid let him go at a cut rate. He wasn't rated at all. He was rated just. Yeah, they're virtually bankrupt. Madrid. The Madrid, yeah, there's that. The, the fact and they wanted to buy Mbappe. <laughs> that, there's that as well. They were bankrupt. In fact, they basically bankrupt. They wanted to buy Mbappe. They needed the money. And at the same time, they didn't want to upset the apple cart of doing likes of Tony Cruz and all that, who are on their way anyway. But leave them to it. If it if, in the long term, it benefits us. I'm not going to complain. But we, no, we do have I mean, taken a bit of time to, to, to settle in. I will... Um... All I'll say is everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't, you know, I totally disagree. Um, but I really appre- always, always appreciate BX's um, comments. You know I do. Mm. But I, let's just say time will tell. At the end of the season, let's see, you know, how he's played. And we can rate him then. But I, I just think he's going to get better and better and, and show everyone what uh, what a great player he is. 
I think so. He just needs a run of mm. games, doesn't he? Like we were saying with Martinelli, he just needs a run of games now. You know, to yeah. bring a few together and build up. They were saying in the commentary, which is quite important, that there's lots of partnerships developing within the side. You know, lots of little um, left-hand side, central defence, the, the, the back. The, they're all sort of starting to perform well together. And I think Odegaard fits into that really well with Sacco mm. on the right. You know, and I, I just think he'll, he'll go from strength to strength if he gets more games. Yeah. The fact that Arteta was so desperate to get him. He was always a number yeah. one target. Um, it speaks volumes, really. I just think he's, he's such a good... Well, here's a question um, to be at Scano. Who do you rather, right now, knowing the season's underway, who the players are, at the two players are after? Martin Odegaard or the guy that's popping at um, Bindwaya at Villa? That hasn't turned up at all this season. Who would you rather have? Yeah. Mm. Or him, or Lacazette. Would you rather have Lacazette in the team than Odegaard? Um, he's and that that stick. What Steve F's just said there. Need to see someone bossing games. He will. He will be the start of uh, that type of player. He will do that more and more often. The more games he plays, because mm. not only by dictating the play, but also, you know, like I said, his leadership on the pitch and he's he's got an incredible. You can see with some of the movement he's got and some of the little passes he makes, he's got very, very good technical brain, football, real football brain, really intelligent footballer. And that's the way he will start bossing games as well in the, in the not-too-distant future, I believe. I think he, he plays the way he plays the way Arteta wants him to play at the end of the day as well, isn't it? There's a certain amount of the manager influence in how the players play. And I think Arteta sees him as playing within the system that he wants to develop. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that might be curtailing some of his attacking play, possibly. Oh, but, yeah. That's a good point. Sorry, Steve, but he, he was playing deeper, don't forget, as well in the earlier games of the season. Mm. He was playing as part of the two of a 4 2 3 one, sitting in front of the back four with um, Thomas Partey. Mm. I mean, that... <laughs> That, you cannot judge him when he's playing that role, which is so alien to him, which is not working to his strengths at all. Yeah. So that, I mean, the earlier, the earlier um, appearances that he had in the season, you cannot judge him on those because he was playing far, far too deep. That's not what we brought him for. That's not where, where his skills lie either. Mm. But like you say, you judge at the end of the season, don't you, where we are now, and you think, well, where are we going to be, you know, at the end of the season, that's when the, that's when you can start scoring or rating players, isn't it? I think you've got, yeah. you got to give them to the end of the season and then take exactly, the yeah. yeah. And I think that the, the stat that Gary said earlier about our two highest shooting games have been when he's actually playing in his in his preferred role, um, mm -hmm. in the sort of the number 10, and that says it all, really. That's that is what he's good at creating uh, chances for others. But what was um, the, the North London derby? I was there. Literally, he was in every tack. He was involved, and in, ball went literally went to him, and everything went mm. through him. And we just mm. looked threatening every fucking time. Yeah, he's he like he was playing that. He's playing. He was playing his position because everyone was a fit and available. And off he went. Yeah, I, I, I just he's one of those players I just love watching. You know, he's a proper mm. proper good quality player. It's just gracefully. Works across the pitch, but he's like what we said earlier as well. And we'll, we'll move on to, off the subject. I know it's taking too long talking about, it, but <laughs> he works his socks off as well, which is not like like um, 
one of those type of players that you know um, fancy sort of number tens who light up the the league with their skills and everything who are a bit lazy he, he's far from that isn't he he's, he's got all the skills and the technical ability but he works his socks off as well at the same time mm. Mm. yeah definitely. Is, it's great definitely. to see yeah yeah mm. uh, uh, great news though Lionel, Lionel Messi has won his seventh Ballon d'Or Oh, shock, 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 shock. Horror, yeah. That's just, I feel, that's ridiculous. I think it well, should have been Lewandowski. It, it should have been Lewandowski, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He's been the best player in the world for the last couple of years. And yeah. he should have won it last, he should have won it during the lockdown, shouldn't he? But it was cancelled. Yeah. It was cancelled. I just think, I mean, I just think for the last two years, you can't, I mean, you look at the goal scoring record of Lewandowski, it's just, Utterly off this off the scale, isn't it? That's, mm. I think he's so unlike. He's never won it. It's just a joke, absolute joke, mm. in my opinion. But yeah, um, to go back to obviously uh, back to what we were talking about before. I mean, another one. Obviously, Saka mentioned me. What I can make up. We mentioned Saka and, he, and his goal got got things all started. He's run off the ball because he got that goal. He got, got going, didn't he? Because he got the ball past it, off the ball run, stayed up mm. and read the line. To the yeah, ball's got to him, and then just to pass it into the goal perfectly. I thought he was injured. I don't want to play on. No, get off. I don't want you getting injured. Goal, goal. I know. Goal. <laughs> I know. I thought he'd taken it a bit too wide. You know, when he sort of first yeah. bared down on goal, I thought, oh, God, he's it's that prime for a just hit it against the goalkeeper, isn't it? Territory, mm. but he blasted that into the back of the net. The goalkeeper couldn't move quick enough. It was mm. brilliant. That was yeah, just a wonderful goalkeeper. He couldn't get down quick enough, could he? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I I love that goal. It was like an old old fashioned Arsenal goal, wasn't it? Under Wenger in the best years, yeah, that sort Tavares of um, gets the assist. gets the assist, doesn't he? Yeah, mm. yeah. I know. Lewandowski. Mm. Oh, years back. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, he's absolutely right. <laughs> totally agree. Oh. But yeah, I thought that was a really really nice goal, and um, he covered. Right across the front line, isn't he? In that goal, mm. um, Saka came all the way from right to left, totally got involved in in, in it, the whole thing. And uh, yeah, a, I really honestly thought he wasn't going to score it, but the way he just blasted it back gave the goalkeeper no chance. It was lovely, really nice. And I, I so, I mean, I was so worried when he. Oh yeah, and just before that, actually, before we go on to his injury, when he took it between those two defenders as well, Saka. Mm. Cutting from the left hand side, that was beautiful. Wasn't right hand side, sorry, that was beautiful when he mm. took it between the both of them. But it's a bit too um, didn't have enough pace on the finish, did it? But yeah, uh, that, too, that was bit, yeah, great to watch. Too soft and a bit too much too at the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. That he should have again. I think he should have gone chipped it high yeah. into the top corner. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, it was a brilliant move from him again. It's just, he's getting right back to his best, isn't he? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just a good all-round performance, isn't it? Though? You know, our mm. attacking play was a lot better, a lot quicker, especially second half. And um, you know, not you know, before we've had trouble breaking down sides like that. They play, you know, two bangs before. You know, we're trying to do all sorts of things. You know, whereas that was much more direct, and you know, we did get round the back, and um, you know, it led to the two goals, isn't it? So, yeah, the next um, one. I know. I, I, well, did that. That the good point there to bring in his injury and um, mm. what a blow that will be 
uh, for the Man United game if, if he's missing. But I mean, when he was sitting in the crowd and well, not the crowd obviously, but you know, it, mm. when he come off um, and after the game, he didn't didn't seem to be in a lot of pain, did he? He was. Well, well I've, heard, I've seen things on Twitter. People saying they're outside, uh, people working in this, working and all that. They've seen him walk about uh, after the game. No, yeah. Man, no, sort of not walking gingerly. It's like, it looked like it was just a, a pure muscle strain. He, didn't, and it, he kept trying to walk it off, and it wasn't mm. wasn't working. But obviously, I don't think it was off about 25, 30 minutes, wasn't it, with plus injury time? So maybe he had enough time. Well, if you see him train, to, to you see him train tomorrow, out. he'll play, won't he? If you see him train, yeah. he'll play. Even if he isn't, look, yeah, he's one of our best players. But it isn't the worst thing, because obviously he got to play on Monday night as well. It's not forget against Everton. So it, it could be a God blessing as a blessing in disguise. He just this game on Thursday. And it's not like we've got, yeah, we yeah. haven't got backups to play on Thursday that are good enough to slot in. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it'd be really interesting to see where he goes with that because um, whenever we've seen Martinelli in the past coming on the right-hand side, it's mm. uh, not been his best. It's, it's, well, he's openly said in the past, I think it was just an interview he did it's last year, yeah. that he loves playing on the left. So that's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? What he does um, mm. on Thursday if Saka is missing, which, if like you said, if, he, if you're ever going to get a chance to give him a rest, even if he's not injured properly after a scan, if there's ever a chance to give him a rest, it's mm. that one game. But, but then again, it's bloody Man United. Oh, it's, it's one of the, oh, you know, <laughs> to coin a phrase from Gary, oh. It's Man United. You don't want to be resting your best players against Man United, do you? Away. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's a real tough decision. But we'll have to wait and see what the um, mm. injury update is because I haven't heard one yet. No, yeah, but nothing I mean, myself. We're fine. As if you don't see him training, then that that'll give you a clue, won't it? I think. But he could, um, yeah. he could uh, switch Smith Rowe onto the right and put Martinelli on the left, couldn't he? Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could even throw Pepe on as well. To play get a game you know yeah it might be a good game for, for Pepe actually because their back line is it's atrocious isn't it I mean I know that I think that Slabhead's going to be back uh, for Thursday I think he was just um, suspended wasn't he at the weekend yeah, he was suspended so um, but I think Varane will still be out um, yeah. but their back line is really I mean especially Wambasaka. how that kid is getting a game he's played every minute of Man United season, he's well, thank God he played yesterday because he gave away penalties. So he is honestly his form is, he is atrocious. Um, hmm. So I don't know. I'd be yeah, I'm going to be really intrigued as to which way he goes. Whether he puts Pepe back in, but I think the fact that Martinelli came on when Saka came off it just speaks volumes about Pepe at the moment. I just don't. I don't get. Why he's it's just, he's just been utter, utterly frozen out, hasn't he? It's difficult to see now out. how he gets mm. back into the side, isn't it? Because if he's thinking along the lines, well, Martin and he's my first choice change, you know, then he could well start Martin if Saka doesn't play. And I mm. think that would probably be the only change from the starting 11 if, you know, that's the injury creates a situation whereby he's got to change it. Otherwise, It'll probably be the same eleven that started against Newcastle. I think. Yeah. I can't see. I don't. I can't see him bringing Tierney back in just for that game. When Tavares is had a run of games, I can't see that as being a change. But you know, more experience, he might go that way. 
but he didn't do that for Liverpool, did he? So he's not likely to do that for Man United, is he? Yeah, um, I can see what Steve F said there in the, in the chat saying Pepe's next game is likely to be Sunderland. Um, I can probably, yeah, probably agree that that's true, yeah. It's, um, it is true though, Doc. Again, I think it's what, yeah, what Steve said before about the players drifting because look at Saka's goal. He started out on the right hand mm. side and he came in over to the left. Um, mm, yeah. So I, I would like to see that personally. I'd, I'd like to see um, maybe Smith Rowe on the right, about um, Erdegaard behind. Martinelli on the left mm. with Bamiang yeah. through the middle against yes. uh, Man United if Saka's but it'll be just I mean just such bad luck if, if he's going to be missing when he's really just started to I mean he's been great, good all season Saka but he's really really good at the moment isn't he yeah. and it'd be just a bloody luck to get injured right at that time when he's just got back to his peak of his powers mm. just the mm. typical Arsenal luck that is with an injury We'll it's like yeah, it's like losing Xhaka when he first when he just started his partnership with Tar Partey in the North London derby and it started looking good. <laughs> Got injured. We lose we lose one of them and now Pepe. Um, sorry, Saka's just getting bang up to form and then um, we go and lose him. So I just, oh, just well, we haven't difficult. lost him yet. We haven't lost him yet. Yeah, that's good. Be positive, positive Arsenal. We haven't lost him yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary said if Saka is out. Then either Martinelli or Pepe starts on Monday, and the other starts on Thursday. Yeah, could be potentially, couldn't it? Either way, December. Oh, we're going into a month now where it's going to be manic because we've got the League Cup quarterfinals as well. Contend mm. with near Christmas, so he's got to mix it. He's got to mix the teams up every now and then. So, and in January, you got assuming we get through the quarterfinal. Uh, New Year's Day City, then we've got the semi first leg semi final, then we've got the FA Cup third round, then we've got the semi final second leg, then we've got North London Derby away, and then the fourth round of the FA Cup near the end of the month, plus all that, uh, couple, a couple other league games in a month still. Mm. So it's not going to be <laughs> next couple of months, going to be managed, so you've got to mix, mix it up a bit here and there. Yeah, so, and that includes losing players as well, doesn't it? You know, we know mm. we're going to lose three or four players come January, so. Yeah. You know, it's when you need the squad, isn't it? And I know yeah. we're not alone in that. Other clubs lose players as well. But, you know, if we're on a run, we don't want to be losing players if we can help it, do we? But, hey, the good news, the good news is that um, the game against Chelsea is likely to be postponed, isn't it, and put forward because mm. the um, World Club Cup Championship dates have been announced. And uh, it clashes with Arsenal's meeting with Chelsea. So the good thing about that is, is that we should get our players back who have been away at the Euro Euro the African Cup of Nations for the Chelsea game. Positives. So that is a positive. Oh dear. Oh, I take it as it, I take every little bit, little, little victory here and there at the moment. Especially, look, we've look, we've all said at the start of the season. If come New Year, like going into January, we're in a position. As it stands, we could be in that position. We don't. We can't exactly say definite. Let's say New Year's Day going into that North, the Manchester City home game before kickoff. We're literally either 
where we are now, but on goal difference or whatever, or just in that full spot, we need to then use that transfer window and whatever, and keep our players fit as fresh mm. as, fresh as we can that we do have for that month period to get us through and keep us in that race. So then the players come back, they've still got something to fight for, other than, the, yeah. than just the cups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> he's, um, I think, Partey. Someone just put a comment about Partey, and he's uh, a player out of form as well at the moment. Mm. You know, he's, he's not playing dreadfully, but he's not playing like the player we want him to be. Yeah, the vote at the moment, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just. He's a player that's des- desperately trying to play himself back into form as well. Hmm. At the where is that? I've not really looked at the AFCON that much, though. But where actually are the games being played? Are they in one particular country? Or are they spread out? The only no, they're in... is because of obviously the the latest COVID problems. Come December time, we might be looking at a different landscape in terms of travel. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's still different players. Um, you know, it could mean that that tournament may get postponed. I'm just saying out loud, but you know, if they really yeah, can't yeah. travel from European countries to Africa, that could prove could prove a problem for them, couldn't it? I, if it kicks in, yeah, bloody, bloody hell, yeah. I mean, with everything that they've done so far, um, with regards to the World Cup, the Euros, everything they've put together, there's no way that they'll cancel this this tournament. I'm telling you now. I think that they will play it no matter what, whether there's no fans there whatsoever, whether there's no p- uh, press there ever. What the Premier League come to, like, because of obviously certain players from that, these countries has come from Premier League, the lots of Arsenal, Liverpool, and there's a few other clubs as well, uh, Man City with Mares and all that. They all come together the Premier League and go, we're not sending our players over there because we can't risk them coming back or them risk, risk them going there, dying, or coming back. And giving it to somebody else, it could be um 10 day isolation when they do come back, so that's another two weeks. On There's top that as well, it's yeah. all in um Cameroon, it's all being held in Cameroon. Right. The well, so, the government will have a decision on that at some point when they when you know the travel restrictions, yeah. whatever they might be, if it carries on the way it is. So, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I don't know, think, I don't think the clubs could actually stop them once they've been called up. Unless they're obviously injured, which the clubs can, you know, play upon, I'm sure. But I don't think they can pull them out because it's the same with FIFA, you know, all this FIFA and UEFA. You you have to go unless the player themselves refuse to go. Well, that's the players, the players can refuse to go yeah, if they're worried. There's that possibility as well. But uh, what was it? The start of the season, I was, there's a kickoff with the, a few of the Argentina players that clubs have demanded they stay, that mm. stay because there's you know, problems with COVID where they were going in Brazil and all that, and they went okay, okay, and then went off behind their back and went off to play for their country. Mm. Mm. They, 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 they were they, because of because there's travel restrictions in place as well at the time, like we're mentioning. They they basically had they had to face retrospective action from the club when they came back in fines and all that. Plus they, plus, they had to quarantine. They had to quarantine. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing. And the like... thing I'm saying is that, is that with that, if, if our infamous government decide anyone anyone going to travel into, it includes footballers or whoever, that travel anywhere into Africa, anywhere in Africa, 
had to then come back and quarantine, athlete or not, and you got to quarantine for 10 days, clubs mm. might be start crapping the bed, but especially you've got the race, the race of the title that could be affected by, uh, especially Liverpool's perspective, um, top four, Europe, other European spots, relegation could be could be crucial as well for mm. certain players as well. So it's got to be, it could be very, very messy. I think it's definitely worth keeping an eye because I say, if the infection rate continues across Africa at the rate it's currently going, then the whole of Africa will be on a red list, mm-hmm. won't it? That's where it'll end up. Yeah. And then that will mean a minimum 10-day isolation when they come back, mm. or whenever that is. So that could take ever, February, couldn't it, if, essentially? Yeah, I mean, if ever there's a, a time that players may well pull out of playing for their, their national teams, it, it, it's going to be around now, isn't it? With all this concern, yeah. with the new, the new strain that's coming out, with all the concern about travelling here, there and everywhere, getting worse again. Uh, you know, with the club, especially like, I'm not saying specifically Arsenal, but when there's a club that's just starting to show that, you know, we can really properly challenge for like top four and so on, and it's going well and there's a really good atmosphere in the club and so on. And it's, it's going to be easier, isn't it, to say, oh, sorry, but I'm too worried to go. I don't want mm. to go making a stand. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, and stay with your club. I, I, I it's going to happen, but it, the chances are a bit higher than normal. We're, also, we're, we're, saying, we're, we're talking from a fan's perspective about obviously the clubs here. These, play, these players are families as well. Or they're going to run yeah, a risk going to, going to anywhere in Africa, be it Cameroon or wherever, representing their country, possibly contracting without knowing and, pos- and having the possibility of infecting their family or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, they've got mums and dads as well. Who are obviously, maybe uh, you know, getting on in years, who are much more higher risk of um, from this from the disease, and they've got to make that decision. So, of mm. course, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot to take in. But let's not, let's not be let's not be uh, naive. The clubs are going to be all over this. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying from They're the human be as well. There's a human looking at every. Even if there's like a twenty, you know, there's a really small percentage chance that their player's going to be in. A real danger. They're going to jump on that, and you know, make merry hell about their players being taken away from them for a month. Let's mm. let's, let's not be naive there. They're going to be trying everything to, and get them all over all the news um, to see whether their players going to be uh, exposed over there. Because mm. remember last time, I think what was it? Uh, Bamiyang had to sleep on a. On the air, airport floor yeah. for a whole. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean, that's, I mean that's just unreal, isn't it? In this day and age, for a superstar mm-hmm. footballer to have to do that, and they're not going to want that again. So they're going to want their players to be looked after. And well, kept watch safe. this space, then watch this space. We just have to keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I just think um, international Next football is high on the agenda. Hmm. All the key. And I mean all right. these national I mean, I know we just finished all the World Cup qualifiers, but you know, putting all these players at risk travelling all over Europe is not the best, is it? But it's, you know, it's done now. It's done Yeah. Now. You can understand, I suppose, the European tournaments within the clubs because you can stay you can really keep your bubble nice and tight mm. um when you're travelling around. But when it when your players are separate 
popping out of that bubble <laughs> and going mm. off here, there, and everywhere, and then coming mm. back into your bubble, that's when the trouble starts, isn't it? So mm. that's these tournaments are. I mean, where do you draw the line? I suppose you know of mm. stopping tournaments and you can't. It can't. You're going to have to go to normal life at some point, but. I think it's still maybe a, a real, real, real risk and non, you know, a risk that should have been perhaps thought about a few months ago. Uh, maybe well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think the clubs are all over it. You know, they'll be looking mm. at all the options. You know, if certain things happen, can they veto people travelling? The government will be making decisions about countries you can't go to without massive isolation. Mm. You know, negative. Te- you know, there's going to be so many restrictions in place come beginning of January, I would imagine. So we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, like we said, moving back onto the Arsenal front, then we, we. I mean, this month, I think by the end of this month, with the the calendar the way it is, or the games that have got coming up, uh, it's going to say everything really about you know whether we are going to keep shout, up. Yeah. Yeah, keep up this this page to just be still in touch with the top four come January the first. Really, it's mm. well January the second if we if we count the Man City game, which probably not worth doing because we're not competing against them as we mentioned. We're competing against our own little league well, of we, qualifying. You know, we'll win the six games either side of the City game, get hammered at City, and then just carry on with our season. I mean, that's. Mm. If that's how it is at the moment, we just beat the teams we're supposed to beat. Yeah, exactly. If we three, get, if we get top four, I'm not going to complain in the season. If we, no, if we get top not. four, I'm not complaining. Put it out. No, there. absolutely. No, absolutely. It's happening this way when we're managed by Arsene Wenger. Let's not forget. Mm. So, you know, this is they've got they're playing a different sport at the moment. Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, uh, Man mm. City. Sorry. Mm. So we've got to beat all the teams we. are we're capable of beating. Um, I'm not saying we're not capable of beating those teams because we did the double over Chelsea last season. Let's not get that wrong. Mm. We beat Man City mm. as well in the semi-final. But we're not going to get our, our season judged by that game. So if we come out of this um, December run of games in a real good sh- shape, then... You know, we're, it's going to be fantastic, but it's so hard to judge what what Man United is going to turn up on Thursday. You know which one's going to turn up. Is it, well, is it going to be the Man United against Watford, <laughs> or is it going to be the Man United against uh, Villarreal? And uh, I, I'm with you, you Steve. You know which one it is. You know. I know you're trying to talk about it. You know what's coming. You know, you know which one's going to turn team. up. Even if Ralph is in the, in the uh, dugout, he's in the stands. They're going to perform their eye out for him. Well, exactly. I mean, what I need. To, I mean, can you believe what Michael Carrick did though against Chelsea? I mean, the, the dudes only had like, two games in charge, one Premier League game in charge, and you drop Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, why would you mm-hmm. do that for when you, if you're him, you just play yeah. him, don't you? Because you've yeah. only got one game in Unless charge. Influenced by Ralph. He brought Sancho <laughs> in. He scored, didn't he? So you can't odds that. Can yeah, you? I know. I know. But I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, you know, did you see the argument between? Oh, uh, Keen and Trevor Carragher kicking off in five minutes. <laughs> do you know? I, I, you, the thing is, when you're like a neutral, you can you actually agree with both of them in the yes, weird way. Right. There's nothing <laughs> either of them said that weren't true. But um, I, I, 
Mm. If we can come out of there unbeaten, I'll be happy. I'm not expecting to go out there and play the Man United that have been playing the last few weeks and embarrassing themselves. Mm. They're in everywhere. So they're going to be a different kettle of fish. Um, I I think it's... I'm worried about it, really, to be honest. Oh, I, don't, I, yeah, I, said, I think we went there I think we, actually, get... we, actually, we actually hammered them. What would that say about us? Oh, to be out just there. turn around and say, oh, yeah, but really... United are crap at the moment. You're beating 4-0 with mm. their crap. You can't win. Chelsea only got one all, but okay, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. when we play yeah. Chelsea, if we played the Chelsea that played last night, you know, I wouldn't be worried about that game. Mm. They weren't that great, were they, Chelsea, the other night? No, that's what I'm saying, but... You know what I'm saying? Literally, Chelsea, United draw against Chelsea. Nothing's said of it. We beat United. We, if we function United on Thursday, as you say, we say it's only a poor Man United team. Right? I don't think Chelsea have beaten Man United since 2004 or something ridiculous. The stat yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. A bogey it's team. They never beat Chelsea. Mm. They, Chelsea never beat Man United. It's just really weird. But, um, yeah, I do I bet, again. They are look. May not. It's not get all. Twisted. United are going to. The players are going to turn up unless something ridiculous happens. Say, oh shit, the bed, Old Trafford in front of their own crowd. They are going to. They are going to try and put on the show. But I think the way that we're setting up this season against most of these teams, the teams in and around us, or the teams we should be beating, I still think. I think we'll we'll even nick it two one, or be a one all draw. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because I. I... I mean, the way that you beat Man United is because their defence is shocking. Mm. Um, we can get at their defence. We can score a goal. We can score a goal or two. Mm. But, um, I mean, their firepower is quite frightening. However, our defence is immense at the moment. Mm. And Ramsdale is outstanding. I'm erring on the side of like a 2-1 myself, I think, to us. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be unhappy with the one-all draw to come out of Man away at Man United. Even, even though the the season they're having, they've had, they've got bloody Ralph Ranick now, and I know he may not be able to be in the dugout because of a work permit issue. Yeah, but it's going to get done, and just whether it's done in time. But I I can't see it not being done in time before Thursday. Players yeah, and that. Isn't dead. Usually, get them within a couple of days, don't they? Yeah, I think the cut-off mm. point is some point tomorrow because obviously it's got to be done before eight hours before the, our kickoff. You can still pick the team, though, can't you? Still pick the team. You can still you be can still pick the team. Not, not locally, but not not legally. No, unless he's got his work permit. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he can. He's just hanging around. He can have a word of code, code, basically. Yeah, you know, not working, <laughs> but I'm there. You know. Yeah. All we to do my old Marino, all earpieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool to do it. Get on with it. He's on a tour oh, at the moment. He can go to the ground, can't he, probably? Yeah, I'll be in the stands. You'll be in the dugout or you'll be up near with Alex. Either way, they're going to get a boost, aren't they? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, so we've be... got to be on our metal. We've got to be our A game, haven't we? So mm. Yeah, they, they, the players are going to want to impress him. I mean, mm. they're they're not going yeah, to go out there and put smoky performance in with a bloke like Ralph Ranick sitting there watching on, are they? Yeah. So um, it's going to be. It's just again Arsenal luck, isn't it? New, you know, getting teams just as they've changed their manager. Yeah. yeah, um, 
but they're still not going to be. They, he's not going to have a had a chance to to work with them on the training ground, no. as such. But it's just the fact that he they're going to want to put up a performance for him. So um, it's really really hard to call. But I can't choose between a two one win for Arsenal because I think we can hurt them, and I think our defence is strong. Mm. But um. I don't know. I'm really torn on whether to go for a one-all as well. So, either one of those I'd be happy with, obviously. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps us fifth as well, and our points differs doesn't change either way. As in, if we draw... West Ham playing Thursday? West Ham, I think they're playing tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm just going to check now. I I'm think they're... I'll double check now, actually. Yeah. Checking, checking, checking. Tuesday, we've got... It loads up. Sign of the times, isn't it? If we're looking at teams like what West Ham are doing, when we used to be looking about teams like Liverpool, Man United are doing, but West Ham got Brighton on Wednesday at home. Wolves v Burnley, Southampton v Leicester, Villa v Man City, and Liverpool, and Watford, Chelsea. And then we're playing on Thursday. Uh, Do you know what? That's another thing. I can't remember who said this. I was listening to a podcast, and I can't remember who said this. So, apologies. Apologies for to that person. However, we could also get Everton with a new manager potentially. Yeah. It'll be our bloody luck. You watch because you know, they've had a terrible run. All Something the fans hate you. Never uh, wanted did they? No, Benitez out was trending, I believe. And then if they go and lose the Merseyside derby by a big margin on Wednesday, well, Big Dunk will be in charge, won't he? Which yeah, is highly likely, isn't it? It's highly <laughs> you know what you know what happens when Big Dunk takes over. Yeah, always a reaction. For fuck's sake! Maybe I sodded enough. You watch now. You said that. I blame you if it happens. It's all your fault. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> quoting someone else. I think it might have been the last cast, last blog. It was not the I think it might have been him. But um, yeah. that would be just our luck, wouldn't it? I mean, they should just give it to Big Dunk anyway. For fuck's sake! I mean, whenever he takes <laughs> over. they're Brilliant. <laughs> Just give it to him for crying out loud. The guy went in an unbeaten running with last time round. No, this is who we've got now, Ancelotti. Didn't they beat someone? I mean, the, the first two he games. Yeah. yeah, they thumped him. Three yeah. Runs. <laughs> <laughs> Just ran into the ball, run to the ball by picking him up, swung around. I know that that'd be just typical that would, wouldn't it? Um, but I mean, lineup wise, I think we've discussed that earlier, haven't we? About the, the lineup for Thursday, I would stick with pretty much, unless to say the, the big thing is Saka, but otherwise, I would stay the same, yeah. I'd, I'd, absolutely. I'd, yeah. Yeah. 100% continue with Erdegaard there um, because of his work rate as well. Um, he could actually keep a, you know, keep an eye on them, stop them from sort of bringing the ball out, especially Maguire. He likes to bring the ball out, doesn't he? And dribble the ball out from defence. And, you know, I think he could do it because he's a really good presser of the ball. I said before, he works really hard. So I'll definitely keep him in the team. And the only thing is, if Saka's not fit, I would probably play uh, Smith Rowe on the right and, and Martinelli on the left. I think yeah, that's okay with that. Yeah. So you wouldn't me. bring Pepe in and keep Smith Rowe on the left then? <sighs> oh, no. no. Not, not for Man United. Everton, maybe, but not for Man United. Yeah. 
because of how intentional it's going to be there. Saka's yeah. out, then I'd move Spiff and um, put Martinelli on the left. Uber, I think yeah. Pepe's going to have a role to play, in, especially in this sort of hectic schedule. Yeah. Because, like we said before, you don't want to become a predictable team that people could easily go and... Exactly, yeah. You need to mix it up every now and then just so, to keep the other the opposition on their toes. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, Colonel, we'll talk about Duncan Ferguson, who's Scottish, not English. <laughs> not Big Sam. <laughs> not... <laughs> With Pepe, so, though, he's not he's not a first eleven player now, is he? He's, he's falling no. down behind. <laughs> Uncle Ferguson, he's a bit old now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, but he's going to have a big role to play coming up to uh, the end of the the uh, December. Mid December. Going to be away as well, isn't he? In January, mm. so um, I'm sure we're going to get a, you know a few games out of him between now and December because we've got so many coming up. Yeah, he'll play against yeah. Sunderland, won't he? Definitely. Oh, oh yeah, got to. Yeah, you'd think. But then he'll, would he do the same as he did last time? Change the whole, pretty much the whole ten, including goalkeeper back four. No. Mm. Because these guys aren't getting a game, are they? They're not even anywhere close to um, getting in the side, are they? The backup defenders and Leno, he's not even mm. talked about anymore now, is he? No. Well, Steve's uh, asking, who are, we better, who are we better against Juan Bazaka? Well, like I said, he's he's been a poor... I just do not know how he stayed in the team. I just... Better, surely he's not someone else. Because he's played yeah. every, every game, Juan Bazaka. And he has been appalling, in my opinion. The real, I mean, he's not a Man United player. No. Um, but, I mean, Martinelli would rip him a new one, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, you'd like to see that, wouldn't you? Sure. We saw this at the weekend. When every, every time he got the ball in the last 25 minutes, he was literally, he demanded, he basically, every time, he, even if he didn't have the ball, he'd, get, he'd be at your fucking ankle trying to get the ball back. He'd be holding the corner in out, in out, and pass it off. He'd wait for the wait for the option to come to him to get it off. He had the upper body strength to hold off. Where as well, also we've got Tavares as well. He, oh, I mean, Tavares yeah. would just like make mincemeat of him. You couldn't see a situation whereby he brings Tierney back and pushes Tavares forwards. Could do. That'd be a really good option. Yeah. Be really good There's option. no reason why he couldn't. I mean, again, against Basaka, he'd, he'd mm. run him into the ground, wouldn't he? Thing is, I mean, with Wan Basaka, he's, he's not a threat going forward. He never has been. He never will be. Mm. I don't think you need to double up on him because he's that bad, in my opinion. So he, I think Martinelli would be. I mean, if we just stick with Martinelli and Tavares on that left hand side, Wan Basaka's got no chance. He might as well just not get out of bed in that way. <laughs> so. <laughs> But that's the that's the biggest threat we're going to have because, um, I mean, Tellez. I don't I don't think much of Tellez either on the other side, and I I, I don't it's think good, isn't it? Tellez is not even Tellez. I think will start for them anymore. It's Luke Shaw now. Started against uh, Chelsea. Started, started oh, yeah. Chelsea. I think Luke Shaw was injured, and he was he injured or suspended. Must be injured. Think... He doesn't been suspended enough. I don't think. No, no I don't think so. Tellez was playing against Chelsea. And Tellers was rubbish, and I don't think uh, Luke Shaw, from what I heard, is going to be back for our, the Arsenal game either. So, I'll put a tenner on he will be. 
I think he's overrated. I don't, I don't particularly think he's a brilliant player. Mm. I know he scored in the European Championship final, but I think anyone could have scored that goal. But no, apparently, uh, apparently he's think, injured. He's injured. There you go. So I don't, I don't think we've got anything to worry about with the their them keeping us out. It's just can we keep them out with their forward line? And if any Arsenal defence is going to do that, it's this one. Yeah. And, and Ramsdale in goal. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm quietly confident. It's just that sometimes you never know. Sort of yeah, that's, some, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they just pull a pull a performance out of nowhere, and you know that if they do that, it's going to be against us, isn't it? But um, we, we seem oh. to have had their number over the last couple of years. So fingers crossed. I'm hoping for a two-one win, and it'll be. I will be absolutely t- any kind of win. Another one-nil penalty. I'll be absolutely delighted with mm. any kind well, of I don't, normally, I, don't, I don't bet on the Arsenal, but I wouldn't mind sticking a couple of quid on another clean sheet. It'd be amazing, mate. Honestly, it really would. Because I can <laughs> see a scoring against them. It's, it's a habit, isn't it? Clean sheets, like yeah. a lot of things, it just becomes a habit. They just don't mm. really see. There's another thing I've mentioned in the brother today. That compared to the last few seasons, especially last season, look at the amount of clean sheets we're having, you know, especially mm. in the league. We, yeah. we're, we're considering for fun last this time last year. I know. Yeah, no, it's like as you say, it's a habit now. Like we're we're not like, we're not hoping for the clean sheet. Well, we get clean sheets a bonus sort of thing. We're, we're sort of coming to used to it. Sort of expecting it now. Is it only Mendy that's got players. more clean sheets? Is it Mendy that's got more clean sheets than Ramsdale? Mendy, yeah, he's the only person, only yeah. goalkeeper's got led by one as well. Yeah. But I had Roy Keane in that thing with uh, Jamie Carragher. I'm sure he said. Um, Chelsea have had 31 clean sheets out of 50 games. Mm. I mean, that is, that is abs- that's actually shocking, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Mm. 31 yeah. out of 50. It shows where Lampard was going wrong, though. And yeah. he'd never played, as a, as a manager, apparently, he'd never played a back three before. No. But he came into Chelsea, quickly assessed... The quality. Yeah. I hope we've got to switch her back. And it's just overnight. It's just unreal. I just really young, incredible. I just fucking hate them. <laughs> we don't we all? <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, I think that would be all. They're gone. No, no, no. I mean, it's um, they got away with a few, didn't they? Chelsea against Man United, though. They let that pass out from Mendy went straight. Mm, oh bloody, that was very... poor. If that had been us, that had been in the back of the net, wouldn't it? Without yeah. a doubt. That took forever, though. He literally got the ball and just looked there, stood there, and then had to sort of want skateboard back on the line. I tried to lob him on the other gate. was on. Like, really? <laughs> you got Ronaldo shouting at him, pass the ball, you know, pass the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the fucking ball. <laughs> Could have won in the button door, let's be honest. Fucking hell. Anyway, but it is, it is what it is, yeah. That's might be equal actually because that was that stat I saw was last week and obviously we've got a clean sheet this week and they conceded so it might be level now this mm. season with clean sheets. Uh, Mendy and um Ramsdale. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But again that and that's the bar that he's sort of Ramsdale set. And yeah, I've seen not more days. Ramsdale's premier goal in goalkeeper in the Premier League this season. Him and Mendy are right up there, aren't they? But I mean overall for 
quality, the saves that he's made. Because uh, let's face it, Mendy's quiet in that goal. Mm. The saves that and he's don't made. Forget, you know, Randall didn't play the first three games, did he? When we conceded what nine goals or something. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't play those three games. No, he didn't play them three. So he's that since pretty phenomenal. Apart from the Liverpool game, you can't blame him for that. He probably yeah. saved four or five. Zooming in that, he played three games there, so he's got the same amount of clean sheets as Platzo has played three more games than him. Mm. He's playing for the European champions. What yeah. Can, more can you ask for at the moment? He's playing behind the strongest defence there is in the Premier League. And uh, he doesn't have to hardly do a thing, but mm. Ramsdale's been busier. And for what he's had to do, you can't say anyone's better than him this season in the Premier League. Pitford bloody isn't, put it that way. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, I think was it last season we we were conceding shots on goal like a dozen a game, weren't we? More than yeah. that, Whereas twenty or yeah, twenties and plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this season that's that's not the case, is it? I mean, it's the two shots that Shelby had, that yeah. was it for the game, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that's, that's, yeah it felt like it. That's just yeah, such it must a have been, yeah. brilliant save that was. But yeah, you're getting used to that now, though, aren't you? You're getting used to that. You, you expect well, that's, that. that's it now, actually. That's what I was thinking earlier on today, funnily enough. People are just people didn't really mention that save against Shelby, and yeah. because they just think, oh, well, that's another save, it's just done another save there. You know, it's just like becoming expected. <laughs> it's just madness. That was, a, that was a brilliant save, but it hardly mm, got yeah. a mention, did it? Because it's just so, like you just said, Steve, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's that's, just, that's, that's what, what he does. Yeah, yeah, that's all, you know. <laughs> that was all very well. It is well. what it is now. <laughs> Literally, full stretch, tipped it onto the bar. I mean, you yeah. can see from Shelby's um, reaction how what a brilliant save it was. He couldn't believe he it. He's doing his um, acceptance speech, wasn't he? He was getting his acceptance yeah. speech for goal, goal of the season, wasn't he? Oh, he's getting ready to go back and uh, tell, tell the rest of the Adams family how, how <laughs> what a good save that was. He's Ramsdale just made. Oh dear! Yeah. Come New Year's Day, we fucking got the boy is pinning pinning him at him about that. Oh, it's normal. It's fine. No worries. Same boy now. Oh dear! But yeah, uh, we've got things up now. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming along and everyone in the chat. I'll put the audio up in the next forty odd minutes. I'll be back on Thursday. Thursday for the actual watch long. Got a few guys lined up already. I'll be cleanly shaved as well, completely, as in. This be gone, thank God. Oh, Jason yeah. King's leaving the building. <laughs> I don't know what was worse, that or Hitler. Quite <laughs> 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 reputation. Oh dear, it's aggravating me now because it's down. It's that is scratching up the lip. Twisted, it's right. up the, twisted up the edges with some groove. Get, get some wax on it. Yeah. Right, <laughs> shaping it. Oh dear. But yeah, uh, so back on yeah, as I say, back on Thursday for that. Uh, what time is that kickoff? Eight fifteen kickoff, isn't it? Because Amazon, isn't it? Yeah, is it on Sky? Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Sorry, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. That's right, I got that. Six ninety nine a month. Uh, if you want to watch it on that and all that jazz, um, I think now. Double check. I'm just double checking now. Yeah, so, if you're free to about quarter to, quarter to seven, we'll go live. Go for the teams that we always say a bit of a laugh. Uh, Gary got Liam already confirmed. A few others I'm waiting to hear back from for that. 
Uh, and then on oh, I think now because it's all mixed up now because it's all coming thick and fast. Friday we'll come back for the for another Friday we'll come back for the pod, next podcast with obviously these guys that are available mm-hmm. and talk about obviously that game and touch on what's coming on Monday as well in terms of the uh, way to ever and, and also briefly touch on as well the yeah, women's FA Cup um, final. Final, yeah, against Chelsea on Sunday, which I'll be at, by the way. Oh, dear. But, yeah, do all that. So I've got a few things coming there to, uh, tomorrow. Uh, Andrew's got something up and up. He's got his podcast. What time's that? And who's yeah. joining If you want more of the same, guys, come back tomorrow, 7.30. Um, I don't know whether you two guys are free, but we've got uh, Chappers and Kunjan back on the show. Which would be a good one, Russ. Oh, you said right. just, um, Russ begging to come on uh, the show, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all the time, mate. <laughs> free. Um, come and have a chat, and uh, yeah, so join us on that tomorrow night for more of the same um, from Dole Square to where it'd be a good one. Hmm. Well, there you go. He's confirmed. He's confirmed it. He's coming on. There you go. I'll get that then, Russ. <laughs> WhatsApp later. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be superstitious, but last season I, I subscribed to Amazon for all the game, all the Arsenal games, and we lost every one. Oh God! If you no longer, um, <laughs> if you no longer uh, with Amazon, I think you can get come back and get a thirty-day free trial uh, <laughs> before you before you sign up. So. Do it this time without paying, and, and you can uh, straight away. And you can cancel. <laughs> sure we've got two. I've got, got this. Got this one. I've got Wolves in the months. That's on Amazon as well. They're the two games for this season. Yeah, it all goes back on BT and Sky. So wait till do, do that thirty day three month oh, thing. I'll do the radio. I'll do it on radio. Get on, get on the twenty after after full time. Yep, yeah, I'm cancelling because you're fucking nuts. It's all your fucking fault, Amazon. Piss off. <laughs> oh, um... I thought we had more than that on on Amazon this month, but I might be wrong. There, not that's what I saw. Anyway, it might be might be more. I've looked now. Oh no, uh, no it, yeah. right? It's just Arsenal. Sorry, yeah, Arsenal, Man United, and Arsenal. Yeah, there's a yeah because it's got they say twenty games. It's like ten games in each. So tomorrow, yeah. all all the, all the midweek games this week are all on Amazon, basically. And then obviously in the month, all on Amazon. So yeah. So yeah, um, Steve. What about yourself? I can find you on your social media and all that. Yeah, um, obviously here and on, on Twitter at uh, Steve eighteen eighty six. So yeah, just do the odd tweet on there, and the mood takes me. <laughs> <laughs> You've got something really poetic to say. <laughs> yeah, something you know, earth defining. You know, like dropping your death bomb, Steve bomb. You know, if you if you're offend, easily offended, don't follow Steve. No. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if you're tweeting your opening line is Arteta out you're probably going to get blocked so there you go <clears throat> yeah Russ already made the excuses there you go yeah. I can't yeah. take it is that an, uh, a euphemism Russ or... <laughs> <laughs> you won't be oh my god anyway <laughs> As I said, we're back on Thursday around 7 45. I'll, I'll confirm it near the time and all that. And yeah, I'll see you then.
Uh, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. As I said, the next 30 odd minutes, 40 minutes to that, all audio will be up on Spotify and all that jazz as well. You can listen to it back or whatever. If you do to the channel, do subscribe, do smash that like button and share the link around. And we'll see you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. Take care, guys. It's been a Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon. Mm-hmm.